What's going on, guys? Welcome to this week's episode of Healthy-ish with Nutrition Mish, and it's a special Halloween episode. If you're listening to this in real time, it is Halloween. If you're not, it is post-Halloween, both of which could be equally scary. Because honestly, the thought of children bringing in pounds and pounds of candy and calories into the house for months at a time, it's frightening. It can be frightening to anybody, especially somebody trying to lose weight. But don't worry. Never fear. Nutrishmish is here and we have all of the tips to make sure that this Halloween is a little bit less spooky for you. Now, this is a rough time of year. This is this is when the when all the things could go a little bit wrong. This is when the holiday season technically starts, right? Is this time of year because what ends up happening is the Halloween candy enters, right? And if you don't handle it correctly, that shit can linger till Thanksgiving and then Thanksgiving you know, that's a whole thing. And then we go right into the holiday season, which is like parties and food and drinking and whatever with the, with the promise of January looming. So with this like promise of, Oh, new year. Now it doesn't matter. I think the average person gains somebody gaining weight. I think the stat is anywhere from eight to 12 pounds during the holiday season. So I'm going to be with you the entire holiday season, giving you every tip and trick in my book. So this doesn't happen to you, but let's start with Halloween. All right, so this is like my 12th Halloween counseling people, my 10th Halloween counseling people with Nutrition Mesh, or maybe 11th. I don't know. I've lost track. Either way, it's been enough Halloweens where I know every friggin' pitfall that you can fall into. So we're going to go over every pitfall. Some might apply to you, some might not. So whether you have kids or you don't have kids, whatever it is, if Halloween could be challenging to you, I will cover whatever pitfall or roadblock you can come across. So let's go with the first one, which is the obvious one, which is the Halloween candy that you're going to buy. Now, you have a couple different options here, right? I'm all for enjoying the candy on the day. So some one strategy that people do, and you could totally take this one, and it's a good one, is buying candy that you don't like. That's totally an option. So if you're somebody that's like into the chocolate stuff, buy the gummy stuff or vice versa, whatever it is. You could always buy stuff that you don't like. That is a great option. And if you want to take it a step further, you can leave the candy out in a bowl, and you know that if you do that, these kids aren't going to leave any. They're savages. <laughs> They're not going to leave any candy left. So that will pretty much guarantee that all the candy will be out of the house. So buying stuff you don't like is one good strategy and then putting it out in one of those bowls instead of like answering the door every time so that way it's not like physically in the house is another good strategy, especially to make sure that it is gone by the time that the day is over. You could also do what I do and just be a total Scrooge and just don't buy any candy at all. Um, granted, I live in an apartment complex, so uh, we don't really get trick-or-treaters, but that's always been my thing. I just, I just don't answer the door. I don't know. So that's another option as well. You just, you just don't have to, you don't have to opt in. You could just completely opt out of Halloween and that is completely fine to do. I think the bigger problem comes in when the candy's in the house and the candy can can come in the house one of three ways. One is you buy it for the trick-or-treaters. Two, you buy it for the trick-or-treaters and then you ate it all and now you're buying more that's like the worst option which happens more often than you know you would imagine um but then the third option is the kids bring it into the house right and that that one you have a little bit less control over so let's kind of deal with what to do once it's in the house all right so here's why it's important to have a game plan for the candy in the house because those little fun size guys right they seem super innocent and sweet and small but and and, and for one they are but like it's so easy to have more than one, right? So they run anywhere, this is an average, anywhere from 65 calories to 80 calories a piece. So let's say you're in a situation where you have five a day. And I'm not saying like you're sitting down and eating five because that might 
depending on who you are, that might seem like nothing to you. It also might seem crazy to you. But let's just say like, you know, it's you have one or two after lunch, right? And then let's say you have one or two, you know, between like three and four o'clock that like slump when the kids are coming home, right? And then let's say you have another one or two after dinner. It doesn't seem like a lot, right? But let's let's just say that was five pieces total. That's going to run you an extra 325 to 400 calories a day. Now, what could very well happen is it could be up to 10 pieces. It could be more than 10 pieces a day. You could grab three fun size little things in the afternoon and then three after lunch and maybe like three or four after dinner. And again, it doesn't seem like a lot because they're tiny, but that can run you an extra 650 to 800 calories a day. So if you're grabbing five a day, that means that you're going to gain an extra pound of body fat every like nine days or so. And then if you're doing 10 pieces a day, that's going to be an extra pound of fat every like five days or so, five, four to five days. So you see how these extra calories can add up really friggin' fast. So you need a game plan for them is what I'm trying to tell you. There's three game plans you can have and whichever one that you go with, you know, you have to kind of go with the dynamic of your family. The first one is because here's the thing, you don't want to be the Grinch of Halloween, right? You don't want to be that person that like doesn't let their kids have Halloween candy or doesn't let their kids have candy because for the most part that will screw your kids up. You don't want to restrict, um, when you restrict food from kids, that's when they develop bad relationships with food, that's when there's control issues, that's where eating disorders can come in. So my personal opinion is you don't want to restrict candy from kids, right? That's and, Unless they don't care about it, but for the most, again, I'm not a parent, but on paper, it's not the right thing to do. But you want to make sure that they have a good relationship with it. So one thing, and this is one of my favorite suggestions, is tell them to enjoy the candy the day of. Have whatever candy you want the day of, enjoy it, and then afterwards you can maybe either donate or get rid of it if that's possible. Um, I like the donation factor because it implies you're also doing something good. So you could say like, all right, here's the deal. We're going to enjoy it for a couple of days. We're going to enjoy it just on Halloween. And then by the end of the week or by Wednesday, whatever's left over, you know, we enjoyed it at that point. It served its purpose. We don't need candy in the house all the time. So at that point, we're going to donate it to the troops. We're going to donate it to the dentists. Um, Dentists and orthodontists, I think, will pay you for it, which is kind of awesome. So, I mean... That's pretty good. Um, one of my clients, she actually like buys it off of her kids, which you could do that as well. At least they feel like they're getting something from it. Um, or you could trade them for it. Be like, hey, listen, give us, give, give, give me your candy, <laughs> and we'll go to, I don't know, five below or the dollar. I don't know. I don't know where kids go, but we'll go here and we'll get you this thing that you wanted. So you can you can kind of work it that way too. That way they almost feel like they're trading in their candy for something. Um, if you kind of feel bad, like kind of taking it from them. So option one is enjoying and donating or enjoying and getting rid of so you either can say we'll enjoy it the day of we're going to enjoy until wednesday but you give it like a finite date and then at that date the candy goes out you could throw it out if everyone's cool with that which i'm going to touch on that in a second it's not a waste of money we're going to touch on that you could throw it out you could donate it you could trade it in for something with the kids whatever is going to work well for your family dynamic some people will say, but I don't want to throw the candy out. That's a waste of money. It is 1000% not a waste of money because A, especially if the kids got it, you didn't pay for it. But B, it's not food. It's not nourishing. Like starving children in whatever country should not be eating that either. You know what I mean? There's food that is nourishing. And if you don't eat that, for sure, that could be a waste of money. But like this is entertainment food. This isn't healthy. This isn't doing anything for anybody other than entertaining them. So if you were entertained by it, it has already served its purpose and we don't need to be entertained 
for the entire month of November. So if you kind of feel like, oh, it's a waste of money, it's a waste of food, it is absolutely not. That's just a little bit of a mindset shift. So that's option one, is giving it a finite amount of time and then getting rid of it after that. If you still feel bad getting rid of it or your kids aren't quite on board with getting rid of it, the other option is, all right, enjoy whatever you want the day of and then I'm going to give you these like little baggies if you want to be cute and decorate them. If you're that kind of parent, then go for it. Um, I'm going to give you these little baggies and like just give them like little sandwich size Ziploc bags or whatever size bags. And then you can take whatever really good pieces of candy that you want and you can put them in this bag, right? We're just going to get rid of the rest and then this is your little bag of candy. So that way it's not like garbage bags of candy. Like I remember when we went trick-or-treating, I don't know if this is still the case, but like we, we had an obscene amount of candy, like garbage bags worth of candy. Like we were like, we were like in for it. We were like hunting. It was like fun. So um, if that's the case, just to kind of minimize the damage, they could take what they want. They put it in their own personal little bags. So they only take their favorite pieces. Then you get rid of the rest or donate the rest or do whatever with the rest so it's no longer in the house. And then you as the parent are probably going to be a lot less likely to eat it because like you're probably going to feel bad going into their stash, right? Like, and they're probably going to know. And then they're going to be like, mom, you know what happened? I can't, it'll be a whole thing. So you're, you're going to be a lot less likely to do it if you do it that way. So option two is enjoy whatever you want the day of. And then after that, you get them little baggies. They can fill up their baggies with their absolute favorite pieces of candy. And then they can have that whenever they want, or they can have that however you deem it. But at least it's kind of like minimizing the damage. You're getting rid of the bulk of it. And then they have their own little personal stash that you're going to be a lot less likely to dive into yourself. Before we get into option three, this is a tough time here, guys. We're getting into crunch season, right? Like I said before, the average person gains anywhere from, I think it's like eight to 12 pounds in the holiday season if they're not careful. So many people are like, I'm going to wait till January. Amateur move. You want to, if you're trying to make a lifestyle change, right? If you're trying to make this so that you don't have to have a resolution resolution in January, this is the perfect time to start. If you're making a lifestyle change, you have to learn how to eat well with the holidays and stressful times and with comfort food and all things like that. And we actually teach you how to work that stuff in, not cut it out. So I highly, highly recommend this is one of the best times to start Nutrishmish's Eat Right, Live Right program. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes. You can check it out. You can fill, you can sign up. If it looks good to you, sign up right away. It's one-on-one with your own nutritionista. And our whole program is designed to get you into great habits long-term. We have an 83% long-term success rate. We've worked with over 10,000 people. Our program, we have it down to a science, okay? So this is the perfect time to start. Actually, like I always look at, at all the different times of year people that people start. The people who do the best, believe it or not, are the ones that start in November because they start right before the holidays, right? So they learn to do this during the craziest time of year and then it just gets easier from there. So the people who start in November actually do the best. So if you're ready... Go to our website. I'm going to link it below. Check it out. If the program looks good to you, you can sign up right there. We'll set you up right one with your one-on-one appointment. We do weekly one-on-one appointments. Um, our whole program is designed, like I said, to get you into great eating habits long-term. Or if you have some questions, you could fill out our form and somebody from our team will be in touch. All right, so finally, option three. All right, and this is this is the option that it requires the most skill, but it's if you're not going to go with the other two, then you need to have this as your plan. And that is the keep and plan option. That means that the candy is going to stay in the house. You can't throw it out. You don't want to donate it. It's going to stay in the house. But here's the thing. Unless you don't care about the candy at all, right? If you don't care about it, if candy's not your thing, then you're fine. But if you're somebody that's going to be picking, 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 my first suggestion is don't keep it out on the counter. Don't keep it out, you know, a little bit out of sight, out of mind. I do like creating like a little bit of friction between you and the candy. So try to put it somewhere where it's not like right out there on the counter. 
But my suggestion honestly is, and this is going to sound a little bit crazy, but it works. Plan out when you're going to let yourself have it. Because if you don't know when you're going to have it, you're just going to pick, 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 or be at least very likely to do that. So you might grab a couple pieces here, grab a couple pieces there, and do exactly what I was describing to you in the beginning. But let's say I know that I'm going to let myself have, I don't know, let's say three pieces after dinner, right? On Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm just making things up. On Tuesday, I might be a lot less likely to go for it knowing that I'm going to be able to have it tomorrow. Or I'm be a lot less likely to have it in the morning and at that four o'clock time and after work and, and with lunch knowing that, oh, I'm going to have it here. I think a big mistake people make when there's stuff in the house that bothers them or there's there's junk in the house or stuff in the house that they want to eat, they don't know when they're going to let themselves have it. So a lot of times they end up having it impulsively and then they end up having too much of it or they end up like just wanting to eat it all so it's no longer there anymore opposed to like planning it out. If you know when you're going to actually let yourself have it, you're starting to give yourself permission. And when you give yourself permission, the novelty does eventually wear off. So this is not a bad thing to do, especially if you're somebody that 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 struggles with food and has maybe a tough relationship with food is practicing like giving yourself permission to have it and just having it a little bit less frequently than you would normally go for it but when you give yourself permission you're a lot less likely to overeat and then you also start to have a better relationship with food and start knocking it off a pedestal so that would be option number three is keep it but let yourself know when you're going to have it and be realistic about how much like if you're if you're the kind of person that would have like 10 pieces a day don't say one because like no one's going to be able to have one. Like pick a number between 10 and one because here's the thing. If you don't plan, you're going to have the 10. Like it's inevitable, right? So pick a number less than 10, right? Now let's say you're like, all right, three or four. If it's better than you would do with it in the house, even if you do a little bit of damage, it'll be so much better than you would. And also by giving yourself permission, you're giving yourself an opportunity to improve your relationship with food um, and take that kind of restrictive feeling out and help even like binge episodes and things like that. So just to recap, all right those little fun size pieces not so fun they can run anywhere between 65 to 80 calories so if you're gonna have five of them a day that could be anywhere from 325 to 400 calories a day right which we said could be a pound of fat every nine days give or take if you're gonna have like closer to 10 um which again that could happen so easily because you could have like if you have two like in the afternoon you have three after lunch you have four after dinner like it's so easy to do that because they're freaking small they're deceiving you're better off having like one big one i think almost um but that would be if you're going to do 10 of those that could be anywhere from 650 to 800 calories and that would be a pound of fat every like four to five days so you got to be careful so you need a game plan for the candy if it's going to stay in the house so number one is enjoy it the day of donate it get rid of it whatever option number two is enjoy it then give your kids a small amount, give them their own little baggie, and then that way you're a lot less likely to kind of dive into their stash and then get rid of the bulk of it. Or if that those two things are not an option and you have to keep the candy in the house, plan out when you're going to have it. Also keep it out of sight, out of mind. Create a little friction between you and the candy. But more important, let yourself know when you're going to have it. If you don't know the next time you're going to have it, you're probably going to have it impulsively. You might have too much. You might have it mindlessly. So just be really, really careful of that. So I hope this makes Halloween a little bit less spooky. Um, you know, sometimes I, I debated getting into this episode, like what's the better candy? But to be honest, like the one's not significantly better than the other. All the fun size ones are pretty much the same amount of calories. And at the end of the day, like you're going to go for what you want to go for. I think a better kind of strategy is just to have a good, is to have a strategy and just have a plan with whatever candy you do have. So um, just to be careful about what you're buying, having a good game plan for it. And going from there. But like I said, this is a tough time of year. This is the time of year that makes or breaks people. The average person gains around, like I said, 8 to 12 pounds during the holiday season. So make sure you check out the show notes at 
nutritionmish.com. Check us out. You can sign up for our Eat Light eat right live right program we will pair you one-on-one with a nutritionista it is the perfect time of year to start or if you have questions please fill out that form on our website and somebody from our team will get in touch make sure you're following us on instagram and if you like this episode please rate review and don't forget to subscribe i will see you guys next week at healthiest with nutrition